We are back after a hiatus. Neither one of us had COVID during that time, but it was a COVID <laughs> hiatus of about, gosh, six, eight months now. I can't even keep Say, track. When, when was the last time we did this? Was it February I think it March? was February. Yep, I think it was February because it was right around the time I got back from Sundance. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You were yammering about Sundance. I yeah. remember that. Yeah. In between coughs and sneezes and, and remember, after you my thought Sundance flu. Yes. Yeah, you thought you had the COVID. I did. I did. I don't know if I did or not. Um, those antibodies, you can't test for them after a few months, and I didn't get mm-hmm. tested until about five months after. So. And you feel fine since then, so maybe you did have it. Maybe. Maybe. My cardio took a good six, seven months to come back, though. Mm. So it could have been. I don't know. You don't look sick. Thank you. You look great. That is, wow. That is like one of the nicest things anyone's said to me in a long time. You don't look sick. In 2020, that is a high compliment. (laughs) Right, right? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Talking about COVID, did you get the information about this new movie coming out called Songbird? I did not. Oh my goodness. It's called, it's about COVID-23. It's four years after COVID-19 hits and how our world has become a dystopian mess because now we have COVID-23, which is a, 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 mi- a migration of COVID-19. Mm. I, I think it's too soon. I would say it's real soon. And, uh, you know, I, I love movies that when you watch them, they pr- pr- prove to be prescient, you know, that they, yeah, they've got, this one, though, I don't want that. No, no, too soon. <laughs> and the <laughs> way soon. things are going, who knows what's going to happen? Oh, absolutely. But, but what is coming up, and it's okay that it's coming up, is Halloween. That's right. And so let's talk about one of our new movies coming out this week is Come Play. So mm-hmm. Chuck, you are the horror film expert. I'm not the horror film oh, expert, I think you but, are. but you know, I just happen to know a little bit more than you do. <laughs> you know, so well, I'd call that expert. expert material then. Oh, okay, good enough. <laughs> uh, you know, come uh, horror films, I think they get a bad rap because so many of them are done so poorly. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's why people say, oh, I don't like horror movies. I don't like this. And well, that's because you probably have seen a lot of crappy ones. And there are a lot of crappy ones. And I think the reason for that is, is that they're so easy to make. They can be done on the fly. I mean, how many independent horror films are out there? Right. And everyone thinks they can do them. And, you know, they can't. Uh, isn't, it, isn't it you that you, you told me, I think, you don't have to have a star in your horror movie because your monster or villain is your star. Completely. So you don't have to have a big name in order to carry it through. And that's the other appeal for independent filmmakers right. as well. Um, you know, somebody like Toby Hooper with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and John Carpenter with Halloween, independent films they did on their own, they made it look easy. And that's because they're great directors. Right. And in making it look easy, they put out the notion that anyone can do it. Right. And, of course, that's not the case. Uh, So, you know, I I go in with a grain of salt any horror film that I see anymore. And that's why I'm always thrilled when I see one that's actually pretty good. Yeah. And Come Play, uh, which is in theaters starting tonight... Uh, is one of those. A guy by the name of Jacob Chase, a writer-director I'd never heard of before. He only had one feature film before this. Had a lot of shorts to his name. And one of his shorts was named Larry. Larry. <laughs> you got to say it like that, you? Don't have you? to, especially Larry. after you see Larry. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Larry is probably the most unhorrific monster name I can think of. <laughs> Fred. You, no, Fred, there already is a Fred. Freddy Krueger. Yeah, there is. But Larry is the monster in his short film called Larry. And he takes that idea and he expands upon it in Come Play. And it is pretty much, it's it's a really clever idea. Larry 
they say is a creature of electricity. Larry exists uh, in the electrical currents and also most uh, obviously in our electrical devices, which of course are all over the place. Your laptop, your tablet, your phone. Well, whether you realize it or not, Larry is there. And Larry's lonely. Aw, well, poor when, Larry. Well, you saw Larry. You can see why he's lonely. That's right. He's not exactly a little cuddle muffin, is he? He's not a looker at all. <laughs> At all. And uh, Larry just, Larry wants a friend. Uh, and so he reaches out. He reaches out to a kid named Oliver. Oliver is a, uh, what would we say, high-functioning, uh, autistic yep. young Cogn man. Cognitively high-functioning, however. Uh, just he, doesn't speak. He, he's nonverbal. Nonverbal. And so he communicates with this special app on his phone. And he can punch in certain symbols or pictures, and it gives ver uh, voice to audio, and that's how he communicates. Larry puts up one day on his phone a story for him to read. And uh, Oliver's curious, he starts to read this story. And one thing I liked about this movie is that Oliver is smart. The kids usually kind of fall into this, but as Oliver's reading this story about this creature who's lonely, he figures out this is not good right. and stops reading. But that, of course, doesn't deter Larry. And Larry starts to stalk Oliver through various devices that are around him. And Larry's intent on making Oliver his friend. Whether that means Oliver comes into the world of electricity or Larry comes out, well, that remains to be seen. Well, the thing that I enjoyed, too, is the fact that not only is Larry lonely, but he is, like, targeting little Oliver because he's lonely, sure. too. He yeah. has no friends. He's on the spectrum. Nobody wants to play with this kid because he's different. Yeah, yeah, there's that great correlation. Right. Uh, the, the, they, the characters do run on parallel lines. And the other thing I liked about the film is that Larry, as creepy as he is, he is a sympathetic monster. And when you go back to Dracula and Frankenstein and the Wolfman and the Mummy, yeah, they're creepy, but you can understand that there's a bit of sympathy there. The Frankenstein monster never has to be brought back to life. The Mummy and Dracula, they're lonely and they right. just want to be loved. And right. The Wolfman, he goes through clothes like nobody's business. I mean, you know. So, I mean, they all got these problems that you can sympathize with, and you sympathize with Larry here. I mean, we've all had these, you know, problems where we, we felt lonely or ostracized, and, and so you can relate to that. I never thought about the Wolfman going through all those outfits. He really needed to have, like, a tailor or a seamstress in his life to be his friend. Him and the Hulk. Right, I mean, right? all over the place. These clothes just shredding them left and right. That's a problem you don't want to have. True. Oh, so true. Sometimes I feel like that after Thanksgiving, though. <laughs> exactly. Uh, like most good horror films, uh, Come Play does not overstay its welcome. It's about 90 minutes, and I've always thought that is a good hallmark of a horror film. And I got to tell you, Jacob Chase, he, he pulls off a couple of visual things that I haven't been able to shake yet. Not because yeah. they're so creepy, but because they're just so clever. Uh, it's hard to describe this scene, but do you remember the moment where Larry's dad is at work? No, Oliver's dad. Oliver's dad. Yeah. Sorry, Oliver's dad. I didn't, I didn't know Larry's dad. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> Oliver's dad is at work, and he works at a parking lot. Yes. And he's alone at work, and we look behind his, over his shoulder, and the wind is swirling yes. around. Yeah. And all this paper and garbage is swirling, and then all of a sudden, some of the garbage stops. And then a little more of it stops. And a little more of it stops, and we start to see the outline of where Larry is because of the garbage. Right. And then Larry moves, and the garbage moves. I mean, just clever little visual things like that. Right. And there's a few others like that that I was like, wow, this guy really is thinking this whole thing through. And I was remiss in that mentioning uh, Jillian Jacobs, who we both love yeah. as Oliver's mom. 
Uh, she's good in everything she does. She is, isn't she? She's so genuine. She's so authentic. She doesn't seem like she's acting. Exactly. And that whole relationship, the, mo the mother-son relationship oh. there, really is the spine of the film. Isn't it, though? And, and again, that's the other thing that elevates this above, uh, among, uh, or above other typical horror films. You've got that emotional connection. Yep. And that really makes that ending really hit home. Oh, doesn't it, though? It yes. really is. It's a beautiful story. And talking a little bit more about that mother-son relationship with Oliver being on the spectrum, having autism, eye, connect, eye contact is something that you typically don't see with these kids. And that is the one element of their relationship that mm -hmm. is missing. And mom wants nothing more than to make eye contact with her son and have that deep connection. It's, that's just so so troubling, so sad. They also bring in some elements of reality to this film. They have a speech-language pathologist in this mm -hmm. film, Dr. Robin, and she actually gives them advice that, as I being a former speech pathologist, I would have said some of the same things. Right on things. The, yeah, she's right, on, right on the money, absolutely. And going back and piggy-tailing off of your, uh, or piggybacking on your um, concept of just seeing the little outline of Larry with those newspapers sticking in mm -hmm. the wind, um, Chase does a great job of just giving a little sneak peek as to what Larry looks like. He, we see it in the picture book on the cover on, right. on his iPad. But, so we know, but it's kind of like Jaws. We exactly never really like saw Jaws, Jaws yes. until, what, two-thirds of the movie was over? And there was that one moment in Come Play that reminded me distinctly of Jaws outside of the parking booth thing. Right. Where we just see Larry's Ooh. hump. And I'm like, oh, that's the fin. <laughs> right, that's right. That's the shark's fin, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you know, good horror films, you don't want to give it all away. No. You've got to have that slow build, and he does a great job. He really that. does. We see the toes. Yes, yes. See, It's just... And that it's, whole sequence in the bedroom. Oh, <laughs> under the bed, I know. Oh. And, and really, he captivates or captures all of our, our childhood fears and all of those those scary mm -hmm. thoughts of the boogeyman in the closet and the lights the go dark, under and yeah. putting your putting yourself under your covers with a uh, flashlight. Yeah, I mean, now it's he, your phone. He yeah. does a phenomenal job of that. The other thing that I noticed about this film, I didn't think we would talk this long about well, it, but we really, both really liked it, um, is the fact that um, editing is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Not just visual editing, but auditory editing. Mm -hmm. He is, Jacob Chase is spot on perfect with this. And when I looked him up on IMDb, I realized why. That's where he cut his That's where his he teeth. his background, yeah. Yes, that is his background, yeah. is editing. And he, he's a great storyteller, wonderful writer, incredible director, because little Oliver doesn't say more than a couple no. of words total and in that, the entire film. And that kid, he does a great job, uh, too. Uh, the only other time we had seen him was in uh, Marriage Story. Right. Uh, and his name is Aze Robertson. Uh, really a good little actor. Oh, incredible. To be able to pull that off. That, that also speaks a lot to the director, too. To be sure, able to give the little kid yeah. that kind of information and what he's supposed to convey. I love the other kids in the movie, too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that, you know what? And that didn't turn out the way I thought it would, either. No, that was you sweet. Know, there was bullying which you expect, but then that took a turn as well. And yeah. I was like, wow, that's, that's not the usual thing either. In any story, let alone a horror story, he really touches on a lot of different levels and elements and does a phenomenal job. This might be one of my favorite um, horror films of well, quite some time. And then the next thing, Jacob Chase, now I know the name, I'll be looking forward. What's he going to do next? Right, right. So it's a really good calling card. 
uh, in the genre, and I'm sure he can do other genre films, and probably much more. So we'll see what else he has in the future. Um, the only problem I have is the fact that you can only see it in theaters. They can't stream it now. However, yeah. we did learn about the fact that all of these movie chains mm -hmm. are going to be mm -hmm. offering people for 99 bucks or somewhere thereabouts uh, an opportunity to rent out one theater for just you and your pod of people yes. that you feel comfortable and safe with. What was it, 20, 25 people I think I read? Yeah, something and, like that. Uh, yeah, it starts at 99, and that's AMC. It's a sliding scale, though, I read, and it depends on some factors as far as which movie you want to see. Okay. And you, can, you choose from the ones that they have currently playing. Uh, so, unfortunately, you can't say, hey, I want to see From Here to Eternity. Let's right. go watch. You, know, you have to choose what they've got on hand. Uh, and I think also there were food options that would increase, increase the price. Right. Uh, also, and this is the funniest one. Huh. If you wanted a microphone to speak to your group, <laughs> they charge you an extra 50 bucks. Because really? of course, you, yeah, really, that was one of the things. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, because like you're not gonna be able to talk to 20 people. And they right. Can, yeah. <laughs> so, but AMC and, and, and Regal, they're- Cinemark too. Cinemark, they're doing what they can. They're floundering. They're floundering through no fault of their own. And whatever imaginative thing that they can come up with, to keep themselves going, I'm all for. Yeah, and really, if you think about it, if you just even do the bare minimum of 100 bucks for, you know, let's say 10 of your friends, because I can't, I don't think I could pull together 20 people that I feel comfortable with where they've been. I know I someone who could. I, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I have five friends that, that I would feel comfortable doing, but really for 100 bucks, I mean, after you talk about um, food and, and all of that, I mean, really, that's yeah. not a bad deal, to no. be honest. And you've got the whole place to yourself, and you're seeing it in the big screen like you should. And this one was horrifying enough on my home theater. <laughs> I can't imagine how this one would play out in the theater on the big screen I because know. I screamed and jumped many times. And then I found God, myself. I, wish I, had been there I know, right? And then I found myself like holding my breath, like not realizing mm -hmm. that I was doing that. So check that one out. Um, come play and uh, let us know what you think after you watch it. We've also got another film that's coming out on Netflix on Friday, which is going to be, I'm going to say today, because this is when I'm going to sure. post this. Today, yeah. um, this week. This week, and that stars Emma Roberts, and um, we've got Luke Bracey in this film. If you're looking- say Luke Bracey again. Luke Bracey. 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 Okay. Luke Bracey in this film. It is based in Chicago. Although, is, they did not film it here in Chicago. I was going to say, the outside shots are definitely <laughs> stock footage from Chicago. Yes, yeah, the, the river being t dyed green, that is definitely something that they just pulled together because I'm, it's, I'm yeah. sure they shot in Canada. Actually, they shot it in Atlanta. Oh, okay. Yep. That's another place that gives uh, big tax breaks. Yep, so that they makes did. Sense. They did. So anyway, we've got Emma Roberts, and she stars as Sloane. Um, she is a jaded young woman who was dumped by her boyfriend for a younger, better, improved version of herself. And she is still not over him six months later. Um, she goes home for the holidays, and wouldn't you know it, she's getting a lot of heat from her family for not having a boyfriend, not getting back out there, trying to date, but she's just not ready. Um, on the other side of town, um, we've got another young man, uh, Luke Bracey, who is Jackson, and he is having a Christmas from hell. 
<laughs> I, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm giggling. I know, yeah, I know, and you should. I'm, I'm picturing the uh, ugly sweaters that are supposed to be nice-looking uh-huh. sweaters they're all wearing. Anyway, he has just a horrific Christmas because this girl who he's only been dating for like a couple of times, he's gone out with her, all of a sudden she thinks that there's a lot more to it because he is home for the holidays uh-huh. with her. Uh-huh. Anyway, we've got um, Sloan and Jackson bumping into each other at the mall, and um, they commiserate about how awful it is and all the pressure that they receive from their family members and everyone else about having a date or a significant other during the holidays. Together, they vow that they are going to be each other's holiday. So for the next year, we travel with them through Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day. Um, I think we even get Labor Day and Memorial Day, Fourth of July. Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Uh, Mother's Day. Oh, yes, Mother's Day. I was disappointed in this film that we didn't do Arbor Day or Flag Day. Day. But they did reference Earth Day. They did. They They did. did. But Arbor Day, Flag Day, I was like, uh, he missed the boat. Yeah. He missed the boat. So, of course, you know, these these two people, you know, they're they're not really attracted to each other. They have zero interest in one another. They're just there to to take the heat off of, of having family pressure. Of course, you know, that's not going to happen. They're going to fall in love. And, yes, they do. This is a very predictable story. Um, the first 30 minutes, I gotta tell you, the first 30 minutes of it, I struggled. In fact, the first time I sat down to watch it, uh, I couldn't make it through and I turned it off. But then mm-hmm. I turned it back on, mm-hmm. watched it again, and I made it all the way through. And after that first 20, 30 minute mark, it actually kind of grew on Started me. Started to click with you. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's Emma Roberts' personality and chemistry with Luke Bracey that brings this film together. The rest of it is really kind of over the top, a little bit too much for me. Um, Kristen Chenoweth, although it's over the top, I think that's kind of her style as sleazy Aunt Susan. Um, I got a kick out of some of the situations, and they're all very contrived. And, and how did you describe this this film? It is a hard, hard R-rated Hallmark film. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. I have been waiting for this movie. I didn't realize I needed it until I started watching it. Because you know my wife, uh, film connoisseur that she is, uh, if I don't have TCM on, Turner Classic Movies, the greatest channel in the history of cable, she has the Hallmark Channel on. And these woefully mundane, predictable love stories, repetitive. She gets mad when my son and I, we start, you know, talking to the screen like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen next. I don't know. You think they're going to kiss? I don't know what's going to happen. You know. I bet he's going to die. Oh, and then it, she's going to yeah, find yeah, somebody right. else. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, that whole cycle is in, ingrained in me. But Holiday takes the same thing. It's so wonderfully crude. Yeah. It is filthy. It, it is. is filthy at times. There were some things where I was like, I can't believe she said that. Right. Well, and, and the two of them together, and it was really kind of fun to see if you start off as friends with absolutely zero expectations, then, you know, you're not going to take offense. Like, when, exactly. when he saw her in that dress and he goes, hey, your tits look really nice in that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I bought it just for that. Right. <laughs> you know, and that was kind of, the, I made a note of that as I was watching in that, that's really, I mean, it's been a long time since I've been on first date. Uh, <laughs> but that's really what you want. You should be, not you know, to say, hey, your tits look nice in the dress, <laughs> but to be that uninhibited. Right. To be able to be yourself without, you know, thinking, oh, i got to make a good first impression. Uh, and that's what they have, because, yeah, they don't care right. about each other until they, of course, they do. Um, I can't defend this movie. No. But I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. I mean, I filed it directly in the guilty pleasure file. Right. I mean, it's 
It's, it's derivative. It's simple. But, but you know, the secret of any romance is if you like the couple. Right. And I liked both of them. Yeah. And I wanted them to be together. And that's the key to any serious romance or rom-com. And, and, they, and in my mind, the film had that. And, and I do like the fact that they actually made fun of rom-coms yes. in the movie about seeing the two lead characters on the poster. Right, oh, right, we can't right, be right, together, right. but we're going to be. Well, let's take a look at the poster for Holiday. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's definitely not going to be one of my favorite rom-coms of all time. <laughs> it will not even come close to When Harry Met Sally, but... It was fine. It was nice little escapism, and I laughed. I laughed. I like to laugh. It is a. Uh, it's a. It's a. For me, a pleasant time waster. There you go. That's a good way to look at it. You know. And also, really, I have this affinity with with Emma Roberts because she is from Rhinebeck, New York, which is just a little bit north from Poughkeepsie, New York. Rhinebeck, Rhinebeck, New York, beautiful little town, upstate New York, uh, about two hours north of New York City. Absolutely gorgeous. She's okay. actually she's from there, huh? Yeah, Julia Roberts' niece, but she is also I don't know if you know is Eric Roberts' daughter. Uh, yeah, well, there that you makes go. sense because yeah, it's all the Robertses. Yep, all the Robertses. In there. All right, so we got that one. But I want to go back. I really do love Halloween. In fact, when my kids were little, um, we liked Halloween more than Christmas, and we had a lot more fun with it than we did with Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, What are some of your favorite Halloween memories? Or what did you watch when you were a kid? Were you allowed to watch horror films? Were you a monster guy even back then? My father, thank God for my father. That's all I have to say. Thank (laughs) God for my father. Uh, When I was growing up, uh, we had, you know, in Kankakee, Illinois, we had maybe on a good night six channels. Oh, wow. Six channels. I'm impressed. You know? We had three. Yeah. And one of the channels that we got was WGN out of Chicago. And WGN, before they became, and I'm using air quotes here that you can't see, uh, a super <laughs> station, most of their programming, 80% of their programming was old movies. Right. And my father loved the old movies, and so they were always on. Like, my wife has Hallmark on, my dad had WGN on. And so that's how I had the affinity for the films of the 30s, 40s, and 50s. And that's how I, that was my introduction to movies. That's great. And what WGN had on Friday and Saturday night at 1030 was Creature Features. Oh, God. And Creature Features had the creepiest song. Oh, I can still hear it. Can you sing it for me? No, it's not got, done that word, but it's dun, 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 dun. It was just this creepy dun-dun-dun that they ran under various clips from the old monster films. So I discovered on Creature Features, you know, the old great universal monster films, Dracula, Frankenstein, The Invisible Man. Uh, and, 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 you know, my dad and I would watch them. And, you know, I was seven, eight years old. And they still affected me. The Wolfman was the worst. My God. It scare you? It was incredibly frightening. Yeah? This guy, this pudgy guy becomes this wolf. It was the worst. I was like, my God. He was the guy that was in my closet. Okay, when I was in bed at night, I That's knew that was he was the guy yeah. who was in my closet. He was going to come out and rip my throat out. So did you shut your closet door every night before you went to bed? Put a chair in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was the old Universal Monster films that, that I loved growing up as a kid. And, you know, and then, of course, when you get to be a teenager and things like that, you, you venture out into other sorts of films. But, but we would watch those uh, on Halloween. Uh, especially, you know, as I got older, when the VHS, the VCR right, revolution, right. those are the first movies I bought. It's okay. Do you still have them? 
I still have one of them. I have the films now on Blu-ray okay, and in right. various other forms, but I still have one of the VHS tapes. That's well, my that's favorite. Good. Yeah. One of the films that I watched when I was a little kid, I shouldn't have been watching it. And I have, we got three channels, so oh, ABC, so NBC, had, or CBS, so and that was ones. it. Yeah. Um, and it was the, God, I think it was like the, the Fog. Oh. Do you know that one? Yes, John Carpenter, Adrian yes. Barbeau. Yes. Yes, The oh. Sailors, Stuck oh, in the Fog. Yes. No, 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 no. The one... Maybe it was The Incredible Shrinking Man. It was like the guy went into the fog. And oh, yeah, The Incredible Shrinking Man. Okay, that's yeah, the Yeah, the atomic. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh. And it was, it was fog that he went into. And yeah. oh, my goodness, this, yes. this affected me and actually still affects me today because when I drive through fog, I hold you my think breath. Of the incredible shrinking I hold my man. breath. I hold my breath. That is great. <laughs> that is great. And then, and then, as you said, when you get into your teenage years, it kind of you know, changes. And, and then it was all like devil movies, The Exorcist. I watched that way too young, and devil stuff always just scared the shit out of me. Did you have, do you then have a fear of spiders? No. Because in The Incredible yes. Shrinking Man, there's that horrific scene yes. where he's yes. fighting the spider. <laughs> well, honey, I shrunk the kids has that too. Right. <laughs> Completely, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, uh, shockingly, I do not have a fear of spiders. Um, now, did you subject your children, who are now teenagers and above, to any movies that they might... Say, oh my God, I can't believe Dad let me you watch know, this. You know how much I love my son. Yes. You're well aware of this. Yes. He is a wimp, okay? <laughs> You're that He grand? is the biggest wimp in the world. <laughs> he will not watch anything with me at all. He's no, I don't want to watch that. And he scutters out of the room. It's just one of the major disappointments of my life, Aww. okay, quite frankly. Because this was something that we were supposed to share and all that stuff, but he won't watch anything. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I will say one thing, though. I do remember this. We went, and it was, I was a bad dad. Uh, my stepsons wanted to see Fright Night. Okay. The remake with Colin Farrell. Okay. And it was rated R. And so I said, come on, Grant, you're going. It was his first R-rated film. How old was he? Seven. Oh, <laughs> Yep, you get Bad Dad Award. Yeah, bad, but you know, <laughs> PDA, bad dad he, award. he wasn't going to cry. It wasn't like he was a baby, and it was just easier to bring him. Oh. And yeah, so I guess that's where, maybe it's my fault that he won't watch scary movies May, with me. Think? Yeah, think? Yeah, think? might be, now in retrospect, <laughs> it might be my fault. <laughs> you know, I went to a drive-in theater when I was in second grade, and I went to go see The Invasion of the Frogs. Invasion of the Frogs. Not a very well-known no, no, movie. No, no, no. It's just called Frogs. It's just called Frogs? Yes. Okay, okay. This is 1972, so my memory yeah, a, is a yes. little... Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. Okay. There's a great poster of the frog, and there's a hand, a human oh. hand coming oh, out of the frog's mouth. so scary. Yes. Yes. Why my parents let me go to this? Why my friend's parents took us to this? I will never know. This is in Canandaigua, New York. And I got back, and I had to go around to the back of the, the house because my parents had inadvertently <laughs> locked the door. Oh, no. I slammed my hand on the glass door so hard that I broke the glass. You really wanted to get in. Oh, my God. I was petrified. Because, because there it was, was a frog right had, on you, right? Yeah, well, we had a lot of property, and, and there were frogs chirping everywhere. <laughs> Ribbit Ribbit was, was underneath the deck. I was scared to death. That is fantastic. <laughs> my parents that weren't upset fantastic. with me for breaking the glass on the door. They, actually they were or they weren't? No, they were not. They thought it was pretty funny, actually. Because I told him why. <laughs> Good sense of humor there. Then, with my child, not with Jonathan so much. He's not into horror movies, and I don't know why. I'll have to ask him that. Um, but my daughter, who is now 25, I, I was reminiscing about Halloween on the phone with her the other day. And I said, remember, what's that Tooth Fairy movie? And she uh. snapped at me, and she said, when darkness falls. Yes. I'm like, why can't I remember that? And she goes, I will always remember that. You, know, said, you know why you can't remember it? 
It's a crappy movie. Oh, it, but it scared the it's living daylights out of her. She well, was how petrified. old was she? Well, that's what I said. I said, well, how old were you? And she goes, Mom, I was eight. Oh, okay. And she, That's your fright night thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> exactly. And she was, and I said, Kelsey, you sound like you're still mad at me. And she goes, I am. She's still angry. Well, did she still at that point believe in the tooth fairy? And did you no. then, in fact, ruin it? No, she, no, no. She figured that one out when she was like five and a half, six years old. So she was well okay. beyond the point of Santa Claus and everything else. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's my that's my bad mom award. Yeah, that's you. That's you. <laughs> we both have an award. We're all good. Um, well, hey, you know, it was with the best of intentions, though. Whatever no, those might have I, been. Yeah, I think it was just like I'm tired <laughs> and I need, I need. Yeah, I need to like slack off for two hours and have a have a cocktail or a glass of wine is my guess. But Probably. hey, what do I know? Probably. <laughs> Thanks everybody for tuning in to Real Talk with Chuck and Pam. We're back. Our podcast is back, and Chuck, this is. It is fun. I have missed this. Me too. Uh, I'm anxious for next week. We got Kevin Costner with a new film coming out. And I believe that one is in theaters only too. They're going to try and lure you in uh, with that one. We will let you know whether it's worth your time. Good deal. Take it easy. Thanks again. Head for dumb.